Prison Story family, welcome. It's your boy Tim Snow back at you, man. And uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody, all the subscribers, all the viewers, all the people that came on the show and helped me get it together, man. Shout out Mr. Larry, PhD. Just everybody, y'all. Thank you so much, man. Today I'm going to do uh, the first time in the feds. Because I swear, uh, nothing I did in the state, state jail, TDC, just growing up, nothing ever prepared me for time in the feds. That's what I'm going to give to you. Alright, I guess the first thing that I want to talk about is the different levels of federal prisons first, okay? Everybody hears feds and they think club fed. Okay, there is club fed, no doubt about it. But then you also got club dead where them boys dying left and right in there, man. There's four levels. You have a USP at the top, that's like a level four. You have a medium, it's like a level three. You have a low, which is like a level two. And you have a camp, which is like a level one. And uh, if you did any type of violent crimes or worked anything with a gun or any of that shit, you're, you're probably going to a medium or a USP. That's what you're looking at. See, the crazy part about that entire situation is in these levels of these mediums, max, lows, camps, they are extremely, totally, 1,000% different worlds, man. The stuff that's happening in a low and a camp will never happen at a medium or a high. You know what I mean? So it's... It's kind of crazy. If you're a young man with over 20 years, they usually start you at a USP. If you got a hell of a big time, you're going over there. If you've been a past convict, maybe gang member, you've been known to be violent, something like that, but you're on a little smaller number, maybe like 20 and under, you're going to a medium. Okay? If you've just probably never been in trouble before, maybe you got you like a first five or something like that, you'll probably go to the low with a bunch of people just like that. And uh, the prison camps, now that's club fed for real. They don't have a fence around them. The guys in there doing anything they want to do. Maybe 600 inmates to one guard, stuff like that. But unfortunately, it's not all like that, y'all. Like uh, People that are going fed, going to the mediums and going to the USPs, nobody's having fun. They're not in there uh, living that life like you think. And I'm about to explain out to you how it all works. Being the fact that I was 35 years old and I'd already been incarcerated before, and also on gang file too, they, they send me to the medium, okay? And the way the federal system works, when you get sentenced to judge, they try to send you to any institution within 500 miles of your house. So if you get sentenced in New York, hopefully you'll be somewhere on the East Coast within 500 miles of your home. If you get sentenced in Houston, hopefully you're going to go to Three Rivers or Beaumont, something like that. So, of course, me, I got sentenced in... Uh, this area, so I went to Beaumont, okay? Not even knowing that Beaumont Medium, where I went to, is a disciplinary compound. If you mess up any other mediums in the United States or at a low or something like that, Beaumont is one of the few places they're going to send you. So the rules over there were kind of weird. They were tightened down, and everything was totally different. I was shocked. It started off about 11 o'clock at night at Coastal Bend Detention Center down there in South Texas. They came in, turned the lights off, and called my name, said, Hey, Snow. You're on the chain, baby. When I heard that, I said, oh, shit, okay. Uh, it's like midnight, and here comes my adrenaline rushing. I'm wide awake. Feels like I just drank 10 cups of coffee, man. Like, oh, okay, let's go. All right, so I get my shit together, give my little stuff away that I can't take with me because you can't take nothing. Pass that on. Just basically leave out with my mat, man. My mat, and I left the extra clothes in there. We go to a damn holding tank in Coastal Bend where there's about 40 people in there, man. And that was terrible. We spent from about midnight to about 6 in the morning and they're just packed like sardines. Everybody's stinking. There was about two or three fights in there in the corner. Uh, just a bunch of 
foul situation. I guess you call it like a bullpen holding area, whatever. They're calling you out one by one, doing your fingerprints, getting you ready, making sure that's you, and uh, you're switching it into the federal clothes. See, one thing about it, if you're getting shipped around in the feds, you got to wear the bus clothes, they call them. They're going to put you in like a, like a scrubs and some old Jackie Chan type shoes, we call them. They call them bus shoes. So anytime that you're walking up on a new compound, everybody's going to spot you because you're in your bus clothes right there. You got to wait till the next day to go to laundry. You know what I mean? So they were doing that to all of us. Give us our little breakfast meal. And it was pretty fucking miserable, if you want to know the truth. Now, even though the bullpens are miserable, I'm, I'm mixed emotions right now, kind of like everybody. I'm extremely, extremely glad to be leaving Coastal Bend Detention Center. I could not stand that place. Everything was in Spanish. It just wasn't my spot, man. I didn't like it at all. But I'm not knowing where I'm going yet. You know what I'm saying? It's just like this anxiety-type feeling. And it's not my first time, so I'm knowing what's happening. You know what I mean? Uh, we just, uh, single file. They line us up in the sally port. We get on the bus. And here's the last taste of why the hell I didn't want to be there, man. From the entire time in South Texas, all the way to the airport in Houston, man. We listened to Tejano music, man. Loud as hell. They were yelling and screaming. And I couldn't stand it, man. Just not my style, you know what I mean? So, I was glad to be getting out of there if nothing else. Now, see, I really still didn't really exactly know where we're going, but it turned out that we were going to Ellington Air Force Base, which is pretty close by my house, man, like maybe 15, 20 minutes from where I grew up right there. And that's where Con Air comes in. So, we literally pulled up in the van. Here comes another one. And, oh, my God, man, U.S. Marshals just start coming out of everywhere. So many of them with machine guns, uh... 12 gauges, everything, we're just standing there, I mean, just sitting on the bus for a little bit, and all of a sudden, just, the damn plane did dip down, man, I couldn't believe it, on the plane, about 10 women got off, and about 10 men got off on the chain gang armed guard, man, it was no joke, they made all of them get on another bus, at that time, they jumped on our bus with a list, and they said, every name that I call, get off this motherfucker, you're getting on the airplane, so they called about Man, I they called almost every single person there. There was five of us left. They said, y'all are going to Beaumont. Y'all get, y'all stay right where you at. I think that's what they told us. So, okay, all right, well, fuck. At that time, I was happy. I wanted to go to Beaumont, man. I was like, cool. I'm going to Beaumont, man. I'm going to be where all the homies are. Right close by home and everything. I didn't know it was a disciplinary compound. <laughs> I didn't even know what I was going to. So, us five... We actually transferred onto a little smaller van off the Bluebird bus, got onto the van, and straight up hit I-10, bro, took us right to Beaumont, man. So it takes 90 minutes, I said, to get from uh, the airport to Beaumont Prisons. As we're there, the first place we pull up to is USP Beaumont with the big fucking walls, the big towers, and I'm thinking, oh, man, this is where the fuck I'm going, man, damn. They called everybody's name that was going, it was only two. Two got over there. I said, well, fuck, I'm not going there. We drove next door to the medium. They called my name, and I got off the bus. There were still two left on there. I guess they were going to the camp or the low or whatever. I don't know. Get off the bus. And I'm just like, here you are, son. They walk you in, okay? It was the weirdest-looking fucking prison I've ever seen because I'm used to TDC, man. Used to uh, big, long hallways. Brick buildings, two, three stories, all that type of shit. You don't see none of that when you roll up to Beaumont. Everything's a little small, one story. Okay. What what it turns out to is called a R&O, reception and orientation or whatever, something like that. You got to go in R&O, talk to the gang guy, 
get your situated, uh, find out if you're a child molester or anything like that. So that's what we did. All right, so as I'm walking in R&O, you're pretty much walking in with nothing. You're walking in with your legal papers, and that's it. It's a yellow envelope. When I'm walking there, I see another cat. He's already sitting over there on the bench. Kind of nodded him. He nods at me. And we really don't say nothing. That's it. I sit down. It takes about 30 minutes, man. Here comes a black black GI officer wearing, like, some camo pants and a, like, tactical-type shirt. He looked like he was SWAT team. I could tell what he was. You know what I mean? When this man calls me into his office, he looks at my file, looks at me, and he asks me straight up, hey, can you walk over here, man? I look at him like, what the fuck, you know? I said, yeah, I'm fine, man. He said, are you sure? Did you tell on anybody? Are you a child molester? He said, if you are, man, you can't walk over here, man. You got to tell me. I looked at him like, man, hell, man, I'm not no rat, man, and I'm damn sure not no child molester, bro. Are you serious? He said, listen, man. It's very serious. Your life will be over if you try to be either one of these on this prison, man. You can't do it, son. I said, sir, you got my file right there, man. I'm neither one of those. I'm a damn crip, man. Put me in population, please. And he, like, really insult, kind of insulted me at that time. You know what I mean? But he just kept, he, like, kept, I don't know, it was weird, man. I couldn't understand why he was doing it. He had my file. He knew I wasn't none of that shit. Obviously, that's just part of his job to say that. And I found out later it is, you know what I mean? But anyway, so they put me back out. They bring in the other cat. He talks to him for a little while. They bring us back out. I said, all right, folks, come on. Y'all going to your cell or going to your wing is what he said, not your cell. Sorry. So I look at the little dude. I say, you ready? He looked at me and said, yeah. When we walk out of R&O, okay, I have no idea what the fucking prison even looks like. I'm thinking it's all little like that and shit. When I walk out of R&O, the first thing I see is three giant goddamn buildings, man. One two and three and these motherfuckers look huge and i'm like what the fuck it's like three prisons right here or some shit but it wasn't it found out that was the uh one building two building and three building okay i'm used to texas prisons y'all if you're going to eat you walk inside and you go to the chow hall no problem if it's raining or any of that other shit no in beaumont yeah it's got to walk outside to go to chow Walk out to go to anywhere. It don't matter if it's fucking raining, snowing, sleeting, whatever. When they call child, you got to run your ass out there and run back, man. And it sucks. Like, when it's raining, only the poor people go into child, trust me. And they sell you these little cheap-ass ponchos or something. But it was crazy. But anyway, listen, I'm coming in with this little youngster. And the dude tells you I'm both going into QA, man. And neither one of us even know what QA is. So we're like, all right, come on. And we're walking. So listen, as we're walking... It's a long walk, man. The officer don't say shit. And I asked that little dude, I said, have you been here before? And he said, no, nah, man, it's my first time. I said, yeah, me too. And we didn't say shit else, okay? So uh, as I'm getting to the building, I'm realizing now there's downstairs and upstairs, right and left. So it's actually four buildings together. You had QA, QB, PA, and PB. And they weren't connected, you know what I mean? You had to go up the stairs to get to QA. Go up the stairs to get the QB over there. It was kind of a hassle. The guys didn't even like living upstairs where I had to live. Because when you get inside of your dorm, then you got to go up some more stairs to get to upstairs. So it was pretty It was pretty big, you know what I mean? But anyway, so as we're coming in, they popped the door. Big ass door pops with a glass window. They popped that second door. Shut that first one, popped that second door and let us in. When they let us straight in, man, that's about 120 men right now just 
just silence, bro. Just like. And I'm like, oh, fuck, man, damn. Okay, it's never good in prison when it's silent. You know what I mean? So I look at the law and say, what's up? He said, man, you're in a, a 23, I think it was, 23 cell up, up top. I said, shit, okay, man. And he tells the youngster, you're in such and such. He goes, yes. When I walk into the cell, I put my mat down on the first thing. The dude shakes my hand. And he says, what's up, brother? I'm Dewey from Boston. I say, what's up, Dewey? I'm Tim from Galveston. And he say, who do you run with? And I say, I'm a crip. When I said that, Dewey's eyes said, he said, you're a what? 